Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Simi Lerna, and we're going through the work of Rav Hirsch. It's what we do on this podcast. We try and articulate his perspective. Once again, as always, I want to thank my listeners. I teach, generally speaking, in person, so doing this online is, I suppose, gratifying that I know people are listening to it. So thank you, and it makes the time worth it. Jumping into our discussion today, we're talking about a very specific idea. We are now at a pivotal stage. We've just shifted between categories of commandments. We've shifted from Eidos to the next category, which is called Mishpotim. But before we go on, we really do need to have a discussion about what exactly Rav Hirsch thinks the underlying goal of the Torah is. Perhaps we could phrase it in three specific questions that perhaps you could ask anybody who's engaged with Judaism. What is the goal of Judaism? Meaning Judaism, Yadut, the calling to the Jewish people, the purpose behind creation. Why? Now, a person could get awfully philosophical at this point and put on the glasses of Maimonides and say, such a question doesn't make sense. You can't ask for a reason why creation, because that would a pre-exist creation, which is impossible. And if God had a reason for creating, you could say, why was he beholden to that reason? But we're not going to do that. We're going to ask a question from within our experience. What does the Torah tell us the purpose is? How does the Torah describe its evolution? And through that lens, we can appreciate a reason. And that's what Rav Hirsch does in his work, 19 Letters. But he asks two further questions. Is that cause, that purpose, is it noble? Now, that's an interesting question. What do you mean, is it noble? And the last question is, well, if we can say we can talk about a purpose and we can talk about its nobility and we can answer both those questions, how do the commandments in the Torah fulfill that? That's the idea that Rav Hirsch is always going to go back to. How do the commandments in the Torah fulfill the purpose of our reason for being? Now, what we've done over the course of Torahs and Eidos is more on the realm of education. You translate ideas from your mind to your action with Tyrus. You live out these principles in symbolic drama when it comes to Eidos. But now we're on to Mishpotim. There's more of the embodied action taking place here. A Mishpot is an act of justice. So we really have to reflect once again, what's the goal of everything? And on one foot, if you will, the idea of the, or the book, the 19 letters, Rav Hirsch develops this. A gentleman comes to him and asks him some questions. Fictional. But this Binyamin asks him, why should I do this? And he doesn't go down the road of, I don't believe in God. That's not really the question. It's, why should this call me? Why should I be part of this never-ending chain of misery just because I was born a Jew? Why should I do it? I, I, I don't feel the calling. And Rav Hirscher answers, well, if you're trying to work out whether Judaism fulfills your goals, you might have a bit of a problem. But if you want to appreciate what Judaism's goals are, you can then ask, is this something I want to adopt? And then we can ask, how do the commandments in the Torah fulfill this purpose? And what Rav Hirsch proceeds to do is give us a history lesson. Well, not so much a history lesson, more like a theo-history lesson. From creation all the way down to the creation of the Jewish people to the exile. And at each stage, Rav Hirsch develops key themes that he thinks are at the root, the substrate of why Hashem gave us the Torah, why Hashem 
commanded the first man and woman not to eat from a tree. And we're going to have to, I suppose you could go to the Midrash at Rachel website and listen to my recordings on the 19 letters. We're up to letter 10. But in essence, his answer is love and justice. That's the core of why we're here. To propagate love and justice. L'ovda ul shamra. You've got the two sides. Din and chesed. Love and justice. Hashem created with order, with structure. But he gave. He gave and he gave to that which didn't deserve. That is what love is. And these two principles, Rav Hirsch develops as being the core of what we mean by Hashem. At its most basic level, it's justice. Hashem created the world and then began to give. What is the giving of that which doesn't deserve? It is on a framework of justice. Justice is the framework which you're always standing on. Because if you give to thee who doesn't deserve, that's making an assumption there are people who do deserve. That's where love and justice interplay. And when we begin with Mishpotim, this is the first time we have that principle being lived out directly. The way Rav Hirsch puts it is that what is for the mind, the unity of God, is for justice in conduct. Once again, in the mind you have the unity of God, and that leads out to viewing the world as having a framework of justice, and living out the principle of justice is that in conduct. And we're going to develop this more next week when we open up with Sedek. But the idea of justice itself is the beginning of the living out of the purpose. So in essence, there are three categories. There are love, justice, and the education towards love and justice. That is what the Jewish people are here to do from the vision of Rav Hirsch. We are to be a light into the nations. We are supposed to embody love and justice. And we are supposed to educate ourselves and those around us to these two principles. And their relationship between each other will develop as we go on. But I think it's so important for us to appreciate that when we spoke about Tyrus, unity of God, existence, purpose, trusting God, love of God, fear of God, all these principles were there to develop in us an educational disposition towards love and justice. As I said, we can just take the unity of God as one example. If I look at everything around me, as being a product of the divine, I then ask the question, with this in mind, what is the correct way to act? That is already feeding into your lens of justice. When it came to Eidos, these principles that we embody in symbolic ritual and drama, Chala, Shabbos, festivals, fast days, Sitzitz, Tfilin, Mezuzah, are orientating me towards these principles. But now, when it comes to the Mishpotim themselves, we are living those out. Now, there are two categories for Rav Hirsch when it comes to principles of justice, and it's important at this point once again to distinguish them. There are Mishpotim and there are Chukim. Both are foundations of justice. The only difference between the two of them is one I can understand through direct experience of being human, and one I need God lenses for, which I don't have to explain it another way. I understand why I should treat another individual with justice, because I'm a human being, and they're a human being, and I understand what it means to want to be acted upon with justice. Thereby, I can live that out to another. Chukim, reserved 
for the areas of life that I don't have direct access to. The animal kingdom. My soul. My relationship with God. All these require another perspective that I don't have. That's where trust comes in. But when I'm living out chukim, it's not I don't know what I'm doing and I'm doing arbitrary random things. It's I'm living out justice, but through a different lens. The principles on the ground I don't have access to, but I trust in the Almighty that these are in fact the correct things to do in relationship to these things that I don't have a direct perspective on. I don't know what it means to be an animal, but I can't cause them unnecessary harm. A person can say, why not? The answer, why not, is because of Sa'bali Chaim. You might feel it's icky, you might not feel it's nice, but on its most basic level, when all all of that stuff goes to the side, a Jew looks squarely in the face of the questioner and say, because it's a chayk, because there is something about what I shouldn't do to this animal that I can't understand or see the perspective, but it's an expression of my commitment to justice. Now we're going to go through the mishpatim. Chukim will come next, but now we will live our life through the lens of the mishpatim. And the appreciation for the mishpatim is because I know what it means to be human. So to recap, we spoke about the substrate, the foundation of what everything is coming to, love and justice and the education towards love and justice. That specific formulation was uh, ascribed, well, thanks to, I suppose, to Sam Liebens, a doctor for philosophy, uh, Rabbi Sam Liebens in Haifa University. He was the one who formulated in this three-stage process, which he drew out of 19 letters, which I think is a great way of expressing this idea. These three stages, love, justice, and the education towards love and justice. And then we spoke about Mishpatim and understand why Mishpatim, there's this idea that I would know Mishpatim without the commandments of the Torah. Yes, because you know what it means to be human, and you can understand that. Chukim, people say, I don't understand. That's not Rav Hirsch's perspective. Of course you understand them, but you don't understand why. You understand them in the sense that you're living out the principle of justice, but you just don't have all the variables in front of you because you can't see the variables. You don't know what it's like to be an animal. You don't know what it's like to, I don't know, be a species of plant and knowing that you shouldn't be mixing them. But it still stems from the principle of justice and Rav Hirsch will give suggestions but there will be suggestions. So, please join me on the continuation of this journey as we embark on the Sea of Mishpatim. Have a lovely week.